It's such good shit. So, uh, our truth came back. That was pretty cool. That was pretty big. Yeah. Triple H was bragging about it. It was a huge deal. Um, it honestly didn't even break my top five for the, the whole night, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Randy Orton's return was a pretty big deal, too. Yeah, there was also this Phil guy that came out at the very end. Oh, so did every everybody left the uh, Pepsi and muffins out for a uh, for Chicago man, huh? Yeah, some some guy named uh, Punk. So um, the biggest thing that could possibly have happened uh, finally happened after darn near 10 years. Uh, CM Punk returned to WWE last night at Survivor Series in Chicago. Uh, This was crazy for a number of reasons. Um, I guess, do we want to start with the, as of now, what we know about how this came together? As reported from all the people who said this wasn't going to happen, yes. Let's spread the misinformation real quick. From all the sources, so PW Insider, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, and others, the basic gist is Punk and Triple H only really started talking in the last week. Uh, After all the rumors that had been going on for months finally kind of subsided, and it felt like we all kind of got to that place of, oh, it's not happening. Um, Apparently they started talking... But as of yesterday morning, the deal was not signed. So the signing only happened at some point yesterday. Um, Very few people knew. This was confirmed by Triple H that basically only him and Nick Khan and a couple other people were aware that this was even happening up until it happened. The word that we got is that they cleared out the backstage area about two minutes before Punk was set to walk out. Punk starts, Punk strolls in, goes through Gorilla, heads out. Um, Apparently, Triple H also had taken over running production in the last couple of minutes. So he was the one that made the call of put the the post-show copyright info up, have Michael Cole throw it to the presser. And then, oh, play, play the, you know, Punk's music. Uh, That was all Triple H doing that. So yeah, very few people knew it was very, very last minute. Um, but according to the comments that Triple H made at the press conference, you know, Punk's a very different person than he was when he left. Triple H is a different person than the last time that they'd worked together. And they felt like this was a new uh, beginning for them. Uh, Cody also made some comments at the press conference, basically saying, Hey, if he's on board, if he's willing to do business, then let's fucking go. So, you know, look, there's a lot of money to be made, uh, both for CM Punk and for the company as a whole. There's also rumors that there's uh, some talent that are not happy about this. Uh, again, these are strictly rumors. Um, Drew McIntyre apparently stormed out after the uh, the match and just just left the ar- arena which 
it's also possible that he did it because he was in the main event and the show was over and he wanted to beat the traffic. Yeah, that's that's been my thing with Drew McIntyre is how do you know that he didn't just leave for any other reason? Right. Especially you know? you're that main. That, it'd be one thing if his match was earlier in the show and he bolted, right? But he was the main event. The show was over. They were. Well, there's also the reality that I don't believe McIntyre and Punk have ever been at the same company at the same time. Could be wrong. Uh, they would have crossed paths in WWE. Left. McIntyre left in like 14, 15, so they would have crossed paths. Oh, he was there that long. Yeah, but he's just mm-hmm. a job guy at that point. I mean, I don't know what kind of interaction sure. they would have been having. Well, okay, but when Punk was making his rise in 08, 09, 2010, McIntyre was firmly in the mid-card at that point, so they would have definitely crossed paths. Remember, McIntyre debuted in what, 09? So they would have been. Yeah, it, it just feels weird to me that a guy would walk out over them signing someone that he worked with 15 years ago now. Or right. Whatever the and hell they would have crossed paths. I mean, we're arguably talking. it was arguably it was before all the drama anyway. Yeah. Uh, now, Seth Rollins uh, switching gears. He was shown on camera um, from the arena. The show was off the air, but people obviously recorded what was happening. He was very visibly upset. Yeah, this is clearly a work, right? It's got to be. I mean, I we, we shouldn't even like do this any. Right. Seth Rollins is a professional. He wouldn't start yelling fuck you unless it was like disgust. You don't do that in front of the audience. Like there's just no way that he would have. Well, done is that we at this stage according to all the people who misinformed us up front? Uh, it was nothing was discussed other than apparently right before they went out the all the talent were told, hey, heads up, Punk's going to come out at the end of the match. That was it. But I mean, but, but I, that's I mean, Rollins we is going told, into. But if, Rollins is obviously going into business for himself, Andrew. He clearly wants mm-hmm. the CM Punk match because he's been talking shit about CM Punk for years now, trying to right. position himself to. He, he's an opportunist. He's a slimy scumbag. He clearly wants to see him punk match. You know, he needs to ruin blame Punk's him? career just like he ruins everyone else's career that he works with. Wow. See Finn so, Balor. Uh, some of the word from back. So I'm going to read this verbatim from uh, Fightful. Backstage and Gorilla were told that Seth Rollins had to be ushered away by Triple H and Michael Cole as he was not happy about Punk. Punk was said to have looked confused by it. At least to the people in the area, it was said to be an awkward scene. Obviously, because of the nature of pro wrestling and what we report on, this could possibly be a work. It's funny that Punk was confused because, again, it feels like Rollins was going into business for himself. Not necessarily that there's been any because all the rumors have said that Punk signed yesterday. Creative has Mm -hmm. not been made aware of Punk signing. So there's obviously no plans for Punk that have been communicated to anyone outside of punk and triple h just talking so i read this as kind of selfish from rollins right he's trying to angle to get himself in there he's like oh i want that he just starts acting like an idiot on tv well you could also take it as i mean it's creating conversation whether things backstage are completely professional or not this idea that like there's already uh people backstage that are fucking furious and Things are going to get chaotic. And we're heading into WrestleMania season. Maybe stir up the pot a little bit. Maybe make people think that shit's going on. It makes everything a little bit more interesting, for sure. Especially with certain things playing out on TV and other things playing out behind the scenes. 
it's like, why not create a little bit of controversy for not just yourself, but the whole company now? Well, so should we switch gears to where we think this is going? Well, hold on. I got one more, one more news bite that just came through. Uh, This is from Wrestling Observer. Um, Nick Khan was the one who made the actual decision to re-sign Punk with the support of Triple H. TKO had no idea. This includes Vince McMahon. Punk signed a multi-year deal, which we, we've heard. It's a three-year deal. Um, the, so apparently the deal came together almost 10 days ago, but it wasn't signed until Saturday. Um, wrestlers okay, hold on, in the, pause real quick. Yes. So Dave Meltzer's reporting that this was Nick Khan's decision. Yes. Which means presumably he would have to hear that from Nick Khan. Who do you think's giving him all the word? <laughs> I mean, it's just ludicrous that you can both, continue, but this report both is cons, both cons are give, feeding information to Dave, so shouldn't be surprising. Uh, anyway, wrestlers in the War Games match were told beforehand that Punk was returning. Which, if that's true, then obviously everything Seth did was work. Yeah, I again it, it, the the fact that Meltzer's reporting on the specifics of CM Punk's contract and who made the ultimate call when we heard Triple H verbatim say on a live mic that very few people knew about this tells me he's just full of shit. Because you have to think of who who's the inner circle in WWE right now. You've got uh, Triple H, Nick Khan, Bruce Pritchard, all people notorious for not liking Dave Meltzer. So I just don't know where he's getting any of this from. Dave Meltzer also reported for months now that CM Punk was not going to Wasn't happening, yeah. And then Uh, on Twitter decided to put out there that, no, I always said it was possible, despite in black and white plain text saying, WWE has decided to pass on CM Punk when they weren't even negotiating, according to Triple H. Meltzer also said that the Seth Rollins reaction was 100% an angle to set up a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, I mean, Which again, though, Meltzer doesn't make reports sense. off of what he sees with his eyes and then guesses. Right. right. I was about to say, you know. if Creative had no idea, and this is from Triple H, Creative didn't know, then how would there be a Rumble match already planned? Right. Well, and now, what, what reason you, would Triple H have to lie about Creative not knowing, too? Yeah. There, there's, there's he's no just reason. talking. He's just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Now, here's the thing you and I watching this could make the reasonable assumption that a Seth Rollins punk match is happening soon, right? I mean, it, just from the fact that at the end of the match where all the baby faces, including the world champ, are there and then punk comes out, you could infer that, hey, one of his first feuds is going to be with somebody in that ring, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't take a genius to come up with that. Maybe. I mean, it's also that they're in Chicago and it's the end of the show. So regardless of what that match is going to be, was punk sure. always going to come out at the end? Before we start talking about how they're going to use Punk, I think we should talk a little bit about the feeling of seeing this happen and kind of how Mm -hmm. crazy it is, because I don't want to gloss over. It was wild seeing him return to AEW, but WWE feels like a a step further than even I could have imagined two years ago, for sure. Yeah, it's a whole other ballgame. The idea that CM Punk may main event WrestleMania after all this time, after that being like the one that this weird brass ring that he didn't get and that all the fans feel like they didn't get is now suddenly on the radar potentially for this year. 
Well, and just the idea that he got fired on his wedding day. All of his issues were directly with Triple H, and Triple H is the one who brought him back into the fold, who's now com- basically in complete control of WWE programming. It's a wild... It's wild if, if you go back 10 years and told me this is how it was going to happen. Like, hey, in 10 years, Triple H is going to be running WWE. He's going to bring CM Punk back after Punk got fired from another promotion for beating up a couple <laughs> people backstage. I would have told you, did Meltzer report this? Right. If you, if you left out the AEW part and you just said after 10 years, the two of them would finally bury the hatchet. Okay, maybe. But you throw the whole AEW wrinkle and everything that's gone on there into it, and it's like, what? Well, this has to are we speak living in? to. Well, I mean, I guess Cody wasn't aware, according to Triple H, but you would have imagined that they would have talked to Cody a little bit about, hey, what's the dynamic over there before we bring this guy in? But maybe Triple H is like, look, I worked with this guy for twelve years. We talked. I feel good about it. We're bringing him in. That could be it too, right? I mean, I mean, the question is, is to what level does, as Triple H being the guy in charge now, reach out to his talent for feelers, right? Like, because Vince was notorious for not doing that. Vince would just do things. We don't know about how Triple H's management style is, right? He might very well go to Cody and say, "Hey, man, what do you think about this?" We but, just don't it, know. Apparently, he. Did well again. I I don't think we can undersell this. Punk was there for a long time. In many ways, he's a WWE guy, right? If you look at the totality of his wrestling career, most of it was spent there. As weird as that is to say, and the people who are in charge know Punk, have worked with him prior, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Including uh, Nick Khan. Um, I believe so, right? Because he was. well, when did Nick? Oh, let me look that. I don't know when Nick Khan joined. No, I thought Nick Khan had some interaction with him when he was on the UFC side. While you're looking that up, can we also address two? One of two things is going to happen now. Either one, I mean, we're going to find out that CM Punk is super toxic, or two, he's going to be very much vindicated from all the AW bullshit through this experience well don't we know that i mean all these people seem to be really frustrated and and upset because of everything that we heard went down over in AEW and the fact that he's been difficult in the past and so now it's like oh this guy's a renegade he's gonna just ruin everything it's like okay well then when that doesn't happen you know what are we gonna be led to think well again i feel like we know punk is toxic Also, I feel like Mm -hmm. we know that most of the top talent in the history of the business have been toxic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we're talking like I don't. I feel like he's very is being reported at like a totally different level. I mean, he's like fucking. Well, certainly not more than the Ultimate Warrior. No, or Goldberg. (laughs) We're not talking about the fucking nineties or the eighties. Okay, but here's the difference in WWE. WWE in general puts their foot down and controls their people. To a degree, right? AEW has a track record of not doing that at all, right? WWE is not going to let their talent just post shit on social media to stir shit up. Not to that degree. They're going to be like, no, 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 you delete your shit, right? 
they're going to have those conversations with people. They're not going to let people go to a press conference and start talking all sorts of crazy shenanigans after a show. They're not going to do that. WWE doesn't let that kind of thing happen. So I feel like he's in a more controlled environment where... Well, he's got a boss. I mean, I think that was the problem at AEW. There was no boss, so... He had a buddy. (laughs) He had a pal. Um... The pop before we like get away from the actual debut mm-hmm. itself. I think the only thing that's comparable is the last time Punk came back two years ago, right? It is the most yeah. genuine surprise that I've ever heard in a reaction that loud, I think, ever. Because it was so like too. a oh, like kind of pop. Matt, can we, are we allowed to put like five seconds of the pop? Do you think we can get away with that? That's possible. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, put that in now. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. That's crazy. Anyways, Matt, continue. Yeah, I I was just going to say, I think the last... The AEW pop is different because that pop wasn't a surprise. Like, we were all in... There was anticipation, for sure. Ten years of built-up... Or eight years, I guess, at that point. Of built-up anticipation for it. Um, And there was emotion behind it because it was like, oh my god, he's finally back in wrestling. Um, But... There was no surprise. There was no shock to it because we we knew he was coming. Um, this time it was complete shock because even though there was the we've all we all kind of had that anticipation of him being at Survivor Series, and I think we last talked about it at best fifty percent chance that he was going to show up or less. Um, by the time the show was over and you saw how WWE handled things and they handled the Randy return and things like that, it was kind of like. Okay, he's not there, but the show went off well, right? So then to all of a sudden hit the music at the very, very, very last second was a shock. I remember I was sitting there watching it, and I was just like, oh, God. And and that was a genuine shocked reaction that I haven't had. I Taker getting pinned at Mania? Like, that I've had a shock that much of, oh, my God, they actually did it? It's actually happening? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I'd be lying if I said that the AEW one didn't mean more, but this was still pretty damn. Like, again, there's four or five moments in your wrestling watching history that compare to this, and Punk is two of them now. So it's pretty cool. Um, I think the big question now becomes. You know, we, we've seen guys come back who we thought would never come back, right? The question is, at Punk at his age, are they going to treat him like Edge? Or are they going to treat him like Brock Lesnar, right? Does he get another run on top? Or does he quickly get mitigated to a... You know what I mean? Like, are they going to look at him as a guy who, like, yeah, we can do business with you at the top of the card? Or is it how they treated Edge, right? 
will put you in some kind of B plus tier stories or how they've treated Jericho in the past? Or do they look at him like when Batista came back, when Lesnar came back, when some of these guys who are quite frankly, bigger deals than. Right. I look at it almost like an AJ styles and hear me out. Obviously AJ has been with the company for a long time. So when he first started to now it's totally different. But age-wise, AJ's, I think, older than Punk, or they're pretty much the same age. But AJ is still treated like a main eventer. Not every, you know, he's not well, every It's a very different line, thing, though, because he was not treated that way when he first came in. No, that's, that's what no I'm saying. History, so. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's more like AJ today. AJ today is a main event guy. Is he in the main event all the time? No. Can he slide into the main event at any time? Yes. I feel like that's more of where it's closer to the edge side of things. He can be in the main event, but he doesn't have to be. I I think where it gets me is when you look at the top of their card, I don't know if there's any way to make an argument that he's not one of their top four stars right now. Right. I mean, it's Roman punk Cody LA Knight, Seth. I don't think Seth is at the same level as those guys. They believe he is. But they believe right, but in is. terms of like merchandise and crowd reaction, there's just no way. Like the statistics that would actually, you know, move needles. I mean, CM, sure a CM Punk like T-shirt's gonna, he's gonna dwarf like LA Knight. And we forget, you know, merch. they let CM Punk be the longest reigning champion of the modern era. The last time he was basically there, right? He did that, went away for a little bit, came back, and then quit. So the last time we he- saw them use him, it was pretty marquee. Can we imagine the story if he does fight Roman at some point of, yeah, you may have had that title for like three or four times as long, but I defended it like 50 more times than you did. Yeah, I don't, I think Matt's right that they're not going to put him with Roman or put him, view him at that level. But it's hard for me to sit here and say that Rollins versus Punk is one of your top two matches for WrestleMania, right? Am I wrong here? No, I, as of today, if I had to call the, the two main events, it's Roman and Cody or Roman and rock, depending on rocks bullshit. And the other one is Seth punk as of today. Right. And a week ago, I would have said it was probably Seth LA or LA champ, whoever the champ is after Seth. At this point, I'm concerned, honestly, about L.A. Knight's WrestleMania because yeah, I, does Punk just take L.A. Knight's spot, whatever it was going to be at this point? Because that's that's what I worry. Unless about. L.A. Knight's spot will be with CM Punk, neither Ooh. of them is involved in the title. Like the title picture's already been planned out; it's got nothing to do with them. But now you have something for L.A. Knight to do. I've got a curveball, huge marquee match. Um. And hear me out before I get any reaction here. Assuming they get the rock, would the best move not be to go Roman rock and punk in a triple threat on the one match and then Cody versus whoever's the champ for the other belt? And hear me out. There's a concern with Ken rock go one-on-one in a WrestleMania main event, right? There's history with punk and rock. They obviously work well together. Um, there's a story that kind of makes itself where it's like, 
Roman's got built-in history with The Rock. You've got Punk's history with his title reign in The Rock as well. And I feel like that allows you to have Roman topple both of those guys. That It doesn't hurt them at all to lose. Roman gets to keep the belt and break Hogan's record. And then you free up the other match to put the belt on LA or Cody or whoever. So is maybe is that something they can do to... I don't want to say that uh, CM Punk's a waste. It's just like he is taking up a spot from some up and coming guys at this point. Yeah. And that's exactly the kind of thing I don't think Punk is going to be interested in doing. I mean, he'll do business, but what I think would be way more interesting is I do feel like CM Punk being here suddenly means you can keep the title on Roman through the Hulk Hogan thing that they want to do because punk being around instantly makes things way more interesting. Well, if punk is the other champ, it legitimizes that belt by in a, a way that I don't think Rollins can do. I think there's they another need a star like Lesnar or punk. There's another aspect to this, which is does WWE even know, right? So Goldberg comes back a few years ago the reaction's overwhelming and they're like, fuck it, let's put the belt on him and have a main event WrestleMania for one of the titles. So Andrew, do they even know? I don't think they do. I think at this no, point, I'm sure they, they don't have a plan at, at, at all. I think at best the discussions between punk and triple H were like, you know, here's some guys I'd like to work with. Um, and Triple H is like, yeah, we should be able to do that, like make that happen. I doubt Punk is in there like, I'm not coming back unless you can guarantee me a spot or this or that. I just don't think that 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 would have been been a death knell for him. Yeah, I think he's got something to prove. What do you guys want to see? Honestly, I want whatever WWE's plans that were already in place for Mania to continue because of what I believe is it was going to be LA versus world champ. And it was going to be Roman Cody or Roman Rock, right? I want that to happen. I think it may be, hear me out, if it's Rock and Roman one-on-one, if they decide to do that one-on-one, Cody needs something to do. And there was a good chance that it was going to be fucking Cody Seth again. What if you do Cody Punk? That's not awful. It's not Cody versus Punk is an interesting story. But I don't know how the match would turn out. Can we acknowledge the fact that Punk has had two serious injuries in like five of his last or two of his last like five matches that he's wrestled? I don't think you should wait to do any of the stuff you want to do with him. And to me, the money matches him and Roman. You should just do it. Even if you do it at the yeah. Rumble, I would just do it. Well, and I liked your idea, Alec, of the triple threat because coming out of that, you could do Romans and Roman and Punk one on one afterwards. You could also do Rock and Roman one on one, and that kind of gets you through Hogan's record at that mm-hmm. point. Because you could do Rock and Roman one on one at SummerSlam, post Mania, right? You do the Mania Triple Threat. Roman goes over, pins the Rock because whatever. This way, you protect Punk because Punk's going to be there week to week. But Ro- Rock can take the loss because fucking doesn't matter. But then that sets up them at, at SummerSlam. Again, I, I just don't think we should be in the business of waiting on any of this stuff. No. So what's your idea? Like, top three people you could put Punk with right now? 
who would they be? Andrew. Um, Kevin Owens. Roman and. Um, ooh, maybe like uh, Gunter would be an interesting pairing. Is Owens big enough? At this time, I mean, Owen Owens got to main event WrestleMania with Stone Cold. I think he's yeah, plenty but big enough to he's obviously CM Punk. But he's obviously been on kind of a slide over the last eight months or so. That's true. But the thing about Kevin Owens is he was on a slide before he was going to go fight Stone Cold and then they got Stone Cold. So he he can cut cut a promo or two and be huge again. I'll, I'll do you one up, Andrew, and you just said mm-hmm. it. I would do Stone Cold if you can get it. Get Stone Cold back and fight, have him fight CM Punk. Because that's what the Kevin Owens match was, was the fatter version of what everybody really wanted. Well, now here's the deal. If, if you don't want to mess with your plans for Mania, because let's face it, we're only two pay-per-views out from Mania. You got Rumble and you got Elimination Chamber. We are not far away from Mania. Their plans are relatively solidified, but hey, Steve, do you want to do this match now? We can make it happen now because Austin has said for years he wanted to come back to do the punk match. He wanted to do it, and we know he physically can do it because he came back last year, two years ago, whatever it is. Maybe now's the time. Pull the trigger on that main event night one with punk and Austin. If CM Punk fights Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2024, I, I, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. That that just shouldn't ever have happened. There, there's two other people we haven't mentioned yet who uh, I think varying levels of excitement, but it's just a reality of when we start talking about plans that have been made. We haven't mentioned Brock and we haven't mentioned Randy Orton. And I think those are two guys that you have to consider because they seem to be on the outside looking in of whatever the mania plans are and guys that have worked with punk before not saying I'm excited yeah, for it. Just saying it's, I don't, I don't want to see him with somebody who's worked before. Like him and Brock have worked a handful of times before. So like them too. Eh. And him and Randy have obviously worked together before. So like, there's nothing exciting about those. No, I agree. Um, but I, I think it's the same level of excitement as I'd have for him and Cody, to be honest. I mean, or him and Rollins, for that matter. I think you've got to put him with an actual heel, or it needs to be a dream mm-hmm. match. I think those are the two options. I wouldn't do him babyface versus babyface somebody else. No. So, I mean, okay, heel-wise, who do you... And it sounds like he's going to be on Raw. Uh, I mean, he's going to be on Raw, for at least for this first That's week. interesting, because all of the tweets and stuff were the Fox, WWE Fox. It makes so much sense for him to go to SmackDown. But you've got L- they got like all the biggest LA baby Knight faces might make sense. But SmackDown's got LA Knight, but outside of like, like they need somebody there who's going to be there presumably every week. And I bet mm-hmm. Punk is going to want to be there every week. Roman doesn't. Punk is like right. needed to anchor SmackDown because who, who are SmackDown's big top baby faces? Well, Raw's you got, got LA, Rollins, you got LA Knight, you got KO. They've got baby faces, but I'm just saying like at the caliber of of Raw's just the War Games match as a whole has like five huge main event baby faces in it. Right. What a Smackdown period right now. And I think that's part of like, does Punk come back and go heel? Or is that a post mania possibility? That's a post mania thing. 
Or maybe even post-Rumble. I still right think now, the biggest no thing you can, can do is immediately put him as a babyface against Roman. Do that match, sure. get it out of the way, and then you can turn him and do whatever you want to do with him. Now, but, and here's the deal. The only thing that holds that up is if if they're getting Rock. Because you can always do Roman Cody. Roman Cody is always there. You could do fucking Roman Cody. Because you did Roman Cody once, right? So doing it again is just to get the payoff of giving the goddamn belt to Cody. Finishing the fucking story. That can always happen later, especially if we know they're not taking the belt off Roman anytime soon, right? So really, Rock is that holdup. So if Rock's out of the equation, now the only thing is just do it at the Rumble. CM Punk's. I I say CM Punk should call out Roman immediately because that match is going to be huge. And the longer Punk, the longer Punk is floundering around building up to a match with Roman the more you're taking the wind out of the sails of that match. Whereas like right now Royal Rumble's coming up and that's cool. What's the biggest thing you can do for this show? It's, Oh, the biggest star in wrestling just returned. Uh, he should challenge Roman. Cause there's not really anybody to challenge Roman. Well, and it's and also now, why he's not going to win, but you could have whoever he's going to fight at WrestleMania can screw punk and be like, you're not going to come here and take that title. We're all about buying for it. Whatever the story is. If you, it's got to be Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes or whoever the fuck they can screw Punk well, over in that you've match. You've got a built-in story. It's Roman's been the man, and CM Punk says he's the best. Why is Punk back? Right, Roman broke his his title record. Yeah, exactly. Bang, bang, you boom. have a story for that match. You might as well jump right to it. We know Punk isn't going to beat him. Uh, they're going to save that for somebody else, but. It's such an easy to do that match, and then whoever, however Punk gets screwed over, there's his WrestleMania match. Well, and Andrew, Simple. you said we know Punk's not going to beat him. I agree. However, if you look around, guys on the card who could make you think that Roman would lose at a Royal Rumble, they did it last year with Sami Zayn. I think CM Punk is the next best thing at this point. CM Punk not, actually, I would still LA hold out hope that maybe they're crazy enough to do it. Because I don't know at this point who Roman can fight given everything that we know that we would think he would drop Cody the title, like but CM years. Punk. Yeah. I, I think you go with your biggest match right away. We've seen in wrestling so many times where if you don't do it, you lose it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think rock Hogan is the best example of this, where it's just like, you've got two months to build to it, do it immediately. Everyone's here. It's there's a lot of goodwill right now, right? With the fan base, just do it. CM right. Punk will never be hotter than he is right now, even if right. like it goes really well. Coming back after being gone for 10 years is just, he's nuclear. So do the match while he's nuclear. Don't let him be on TV every week and we start to, you know, it's cool that he's there, but it becomes a little bit like, eh, cool, what, what's CM Punk doing? That's going to be an interesting match, whereas right now we'd be like salivating for him to fight anybody. I, I not Rollins or Cody for that matter. That's true. But again, the match with Roman, it's like if they do that now, Royal Rumble is a must see event. I almost feel like the mm-hmm. match with Roman is the only match that won't be a disappointment. Am I am I being uh, ungrateful considering we just got seen punk back in WWE? No, because there's tons of matches he can do with that aren't the top of the thing. Like I'd love to see punk for Sami Zayn. I would love to see Punk and Balor. Uh, I'd love to see Punk Nakamura, but those aren't marquee matches, right? Those, yeah, those are, are B, like a raw paper or like Fastlane, you know. <laughs> I, the one I'd really like to see, Matt, um, 
and I've been peddling this for years, and it's not going to happen because Cena's hurt, is John Cena. I would love to see Punk and Cena one more time. Um, I think that could happen. Or at least we'll get some sort of interaction between the two of them. I mean, Cena literally posted a picture of Punk's return on Instagram. Like, he's very aware of it. And it's clear that, like, they're cool with each other. And I wouldn't be surprised if Cena's like, you guys have CM Punk back. Let me do a match with him. Well, and, and if he's got the amount of heat that everyone says he does, who are the guys who have good relationships with Punk, right? Cena, Orton. There are guys there who have worked with him who we know he likes. If they go the edge route that Matt's saying, you know, maybe Cena is a match for him. Cena's obviously hurt and can't go right now. So, but I would love to see that at some point. Alec, you just accidentally touched on the funniest thing about these people that Punk has heat with is like guys who's who've never worked with him. Yeah, all the top like guys he's you named the, the like, people that were there, but, but like when he left, that would have worked with him. Yeah, by all accounts, him and Rock are cool. Him and Orton are cool. Him and Cena are cool. Him and Undertaker are cool. He's gonna get to hang out with Kofi. Kofi's there. He, oh my god! So Matt, can you we touched get on AJ like Punk, Styles? Punk I think that actually is a, a dream bit. match. Yeah, because when when did those two ever fight? Probably in like, TNA. Maybe. There, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh my god, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I, like Styles we've seen him roster. and Roll- there is something interesting about him and Rollins punks the champ thirteen years ago, and then fast forward to now, Rollins is the champ and punks the old man. Mm-hmm. There, they could do a cool story with that. I just think Rollins is so far divorced from any sort of legitimate interest in his stories at this point. <laughs> and like he, he's just delusional. His character is delusional, right? He's, I can't imagine seeing punk being able to get a good story out of Rollins doing his singing and dancing, right? Like what, what's punk going to do? He's either going to go out there and act like an idiot or he's going to shit on him. Right. So put him with someone who can't be shit on or, you know what I mean? Hey, so here's an idea that's popped into my head. You got this money in the bank floating around that we still haven't cashed in. And, and from all, all reports, the plan is when it does eventually get cashed in is Damien's not walking away with it anyway, right? What if Punk's going to need some matches under his belt before we get to that first marquee match, right? He's going to have to have some TV matches, presumably. What if you did a, did a little doodad with him and Priest and somehow Punk gets that briefcase? He would be the first three-time briefcase holder, right? Sure would. Sure That'd would. Be interesting. He is kind of money in the bank. <laughs> like, yeah. when you look at, like, Austin is the Royal Rumble, there are certain guys who, like, are certain events. Punk's event is money in the bank for whatever reason. It's just worked out Because of what happened in 2011, also because he won it twice. The first guy to win um, it twice. It's just like the whole mm. the whole thing is synonymous with CM Punk. Yep. I I honestly feel like Matt, you've listed off plenty of great feuds for him. I just think anything short of him fighting Roman or becoming the champ would be a disappointment at this time, because sure. I don't know if you're going to have a chance to do either one of those things a year from now. Here's what I worry about, though. So finishing the story for Punk 
is main eventing mania and recapturing the gold, right? Like that's the thing for him. He needs to main event mania and, and come away with the victory. And presumably it's for the belt because that's the match that always eluded him. If you don't do if you do it this year, do you burn out too quick because you just did the thing? Now what else? But well, if you- I think there's opportunity. Look, they're going to do Cody and Roman. I think there is a world where Punk beats Roman, Cody beats Punk works just as well as Cody beats Roman. I think Punk is big enough, much like how Lesnar took the win off of Undertaker and was able to pass that on. Mm-hmm. Punk could do the same thing. They're not going to do that. There's just no way. But I think it could work. I mean, what if we get to a scenario at, say, SummerSlam or maybe next year's Survivor Series, because we have to be post, what, September for Punk or for uh, Roman to pass Hogan? You do Triple Threat, Punk, Cody, and uh, Roman. Maybe that's the ultimate place we get to. We've been talking about this for a while. Cody feels like a spare to me. And I know that's not how WWE sees him. I feel like LA Knight has passed him by. And if you look at the CM Punk's return compared to Cody's return, Cody's obviously the bigger AEW guy coming in. Right. I, I'm sorry. I, and I, I'm not saying this to shit on Cody. I just feel like there's guys who do the things he does well better in every aspect. Right. There's better guys on the mic. There's better in-ring guys. I think they like the idea of him being their next standard bearer, but the reality is Punk coming in or not, LA Knight clearly has more momentum than Cody does. And it's just as marketable. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this up because we're definitely going to be covering more CM Punk uh next week or i guess later this week uh because it's already sunday so it's already the week um what are we expecting for raw i think the show certainly opens with punk cutting a pipe bomb i don't see any other scenario other than punk comes out sits crisscross in the ring and tells everybody a story that goes on for a while. And then he's going to get interrupted by whoever it is he's going to fight first. Or it's Judgment Day. Judgment Day interrupts him just because they're assholes. I think Punk will not be on Raw. Um, <laughs> no, they Triple H said he is. That's already oh, he confirmed. Is. Okay. Yes. I So it's Rollins is calling out Punk. I hate to say it. That's what's happening. Mm, interesting. Sorry, guys. I just feel like... Whoever opens that show, if it's not Punk, all you're going to get is CM Punk chance. And for once, they'll be warranted for the last 10 years. You can chant for a guy who's in the company, right? So, like... but This is going to make it stop. Nobody's going to chant CM Punk now that they they know he's going to be there. Look, I know Matt wants to get out of here. Real quick, what reason does WWE have not to go with Punk? They don't. Arguably, they just... Because he's their most over guy. At this point, or Argu- will be for at least the first few yeah. months. Arguably, they just spent a ton of money on him and probably threw away a good bit of um, good feelings that they might have good, you know, rapport that they have with some talent that might legitimately have a little bit of beef with this. 
So like, you better do something with him, you know? You didn't go through all this to just bring him back to be a fucking mid-carder. It, it feels like when they brought back the NWO, in a yeah. sense, where it's like, these guys all have heat in the locker room. and But they did big stuff with Hogan, they didn't do big stuff with the other two, right? So, well, for various reasons. Arguably, they would have done bigger things if Nash didn't tear his quads, and if Hall wasn't an alcoholic. Quads. Yeah. Nash could walk. <laughs> Poor Kevin Nash. Which is funny Good. way to end this podcast because Kevin Nash, I think, was his last match with Punk. Oh no, he fought Triple H. He never he fought had Triple a match H. With Punk. Yeah, him and Punk never actually had a match. Could you imagine, just for the lulls, if Triple H calls up his buddy, hey, hey, Kevin, you want to come to a Raw, do a quick little thing? Okay. Do a thing where Punk's out there cutting a promo. Fucking the Diesel comes, plays. Nash comes walking out, and Punk just like you know, shits all over him for no reason, just just because. So is Randy Orton on Raw tonight? Uh, Do you think? I would assume so. Why wouldn't he be? It's a lot of returning guys getting airtime. I guess this is going to be one of the highest viewed Raws in. This is going to be bigger than this year's post-mania. I think so. It's like must-watch, like minute one, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Punk does for WWE's numbers, right? Because he added about 300,000 viewers off the top to AEW Mm -hmm. day one. I wonder what he adds to Raw day one. I feel like it's less because I feel like a lot of those 300,000 were WWE viewers who don't normally watch AEW. Right, so WWE can't gain those viewers because they already have them. Maybe I mean, there's a lot of talk about how this was the highest viewed Survivor Series and the highest selling Survivor Series, and I know Punk wasn't even announced. But come on, but all... the rumors definitely played into. It was the only reason I was watching. Right. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I just realized we didn't do the intro. So I guess let me do the this intro. This is like a breaking the, news emergency. Yeah, this shit. isn't canon. Sure, but it's we've gone almost a full length episode already. So I mean, kind of already there. Uh, so anyway, this is such good shit. A wrestling podcast where the three of us who are brothers get together and talk about all the things that make professional wrestling such good shit. And in this case, it was CM Punk and CM Punk's return to WWE. Can't believe I'm saying that in the year 2023. Good Lord. Um. Okay, parting words before we uh, part. Everybody, please, please put your Pepsi muffins out for CM Punk versus Roman Reigns under the Christmas tree. (laughs) Please. If it worked once, it can work again. Uh, Make sure you uh, like and subscribe to us on whatever podcast or something platform you like to use. Um, follow us and like our posts on social media. We are such good shit pod on Facebook and Twitter or X or whatever the fuck. Uh, and they also email us such good shit, pal at gmail.com and be on the lookout for our episode on our regular scheduled time on Friday, because we're going to be talking about a lot more CM Punk after raw.